0: I want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Real Estate for Life. If you're thinking about buying or selling a home or moving to a more family-friendly or Christian area, please consider going to realestateforlife.org. They will pair you with expert real estate professionals who share your faith, and they will also contribute a portion of their commission to a pro-life charity of your choice, all at no cost to you. So to connect with a pro-life realtor, please visit realestateforlife.org or call them at one eight seven seven life us one. Hey
1: guys, what's up? Welcome to a reason for hope. Candid. This week, our topic is titled "Dumped for Seminary." And uh, you know, we have a little Google Doc with topics that we might talk about. And uh, on our website, uh, I looked at the analytics and. Pretty frequently in the top ten viewed pages, there's a blog post called "My Boyfriend Wants to Be a Priest," <laughs> and we were in a meeting, and I said, "I maybe people want to talk about this," so we figured we'd make a podcast out of it. Um, so I, I believe that Alanis, you've you've heard some stories that deal with this topic.
2: I have. I have several friends who were dumped for the seminary
1: wow and i've also
2: heard a lot of stories of just uh people who are married now but it was just like such a struggle in the beginning stages of their relationship because they didn't know for sure if the lord was calling them Mm. to be a priest or into marriage so
1: so you're saying that they didn't necessarily break up and the the significant other didn't become a priest it was just a road like a hurdle that they had to get over yeah and i feel
2: like it's usually the case in most relationships yeah when the guy doesn't discern before he enters the relationship. Mm, Wow.
1: Interesting. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Now, there's a couple questions here. One of the questions was, do you think every man should discern becoming a priest? Mm. Which kind of just led to what you said,
0: like discerning before you go into a relationship. Because Um, that could present a roadblock or a hurdle. Right. A a struggle perhaps that might've been avoided. Right. I think the same question can be asked of, of women, too.
1: True. You know, yeah, like- yeah. That's not just a one-way thing. Yeah. Yeah. Being called to a different vocation of holy life. Yeah.
2: It's interesting, though, because I, I don't think it's the inverse problem isn't really happening. And maybe I'm sure it has happened where the woman breaks up with the guy to enter the convent, but I think it's much more rare. Mm-hmm. And it may even speak into just like the different desires of man and woman, because a woman Desires to be seen, known, and loved. Like, that's our number one desire. Mm. So, when we have that in a relationship, it's kind of difficult for us to find ourselves continuing to yearn for that. And maybe I'm sure that there are scenarios where that's the case. But then for men, for you guys, your deepest desire is like to be a hero, to like be a man and like to provide.
0: (laughs) I was going to be like, yeah, that's right. Do you disagree?
2: Like, the heart of a man is like, you want to be. Um,
1: I think provider, as, I, as as I get older, provider. I have that. Yeah. Oh, a million percent. Especially yeah, as, definitely. As, like, as a man like matures. A yeah, for yeah. Greatness.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Especially in terms of, yeah, t- whether it's communal sort of leadership or I- in the family mm-hmm. or even as a priest, like a spiritual father, yeah. spiritual leader.
1: Yeah. yeah. I think you're right, Alanis. Yeah.
0: Every man has the desire deep down inside to somewhat in some sort of situation be a provider a leader Mm -hmm. you know a lover and a protector which Mm -hmm. could
2: be fulfilled in marriage like 1000 percent. but i think like what is more heroic than laying your down your life down for god Mm -hmm. so i think that's where maybe in the back of men's minds whenever they have that questioning of like maybe i am called to be a priest it's because they want greatness and that's like the I mean, in my mind, I think that's such a wonderful vocation, but Mm, not to diminish the vocation of marriage. Yeah.
0: I think this reminds me of a conversation I had with, once again, (laughs) Dr. Dr. David David (laughs) Heideck. David, Dr. Heideck.
1: How many minutes? Four minutes, 44 (laughs) seconds it took.
0: (laughs) This is good. We're going to keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. Four minutes, 44 seconds. So um, this was a while back, two, three years ago, maybe. Yeah, so St. Paul said... In the first letter to the Corinthians, chapter seven, um, I say, I wish you were all in the same state as myself, but each of us has his own endowment from God, one to live in this way, another in that. To the unmarried and to the widows, I would say that they will do well to remain in the same state as myself. But if they have not the gift of continence, let them marry. Better to marry than to feel the heat of passion. For those who are who have married already, the precept holds, which is the Lord's precept, not mine. The wife is not to leave her husband, um, et cetera, et cetera. So obviously if, if you're married, stay married. And if if you're unmarried, single, um, or dating <laughs> and and but not yet married, definitely consider that vocation. I think I think this speaks to what you were saying, Alanis, that that there should be some discernment in light of this scripture, in light of the word of God here uh, coming to, to us through St. Paul, that there should be some discernment uh, to, and St. Paul says, to the unmarried and to widows. So that's men and women alike, mm-hmm. um, that there should be some discernment to the religious life. right? Mm. Um, but going back to what Dr. Hydock said about marriage being a compromise, again, I think that speaks to the scripture here. But at the same time, you know why would Jesus institute the sacrament of marriage if there if people were not meant to to marry? I mean, it's a sacrament because every sacrament reflects uh, spiritually something that happens in the physical life. So baptism is is, you know, we're born of water and spirit. um just as, we have to be born to a physical life. So we have to be born of a physical life to lead a physical life, and we have to be born of a spiritual life to lead a spiritual life. We need physical nourishment, bread, but we also need spiritual nourishment, the Eucharist. And so too, uh, and th- this I'm sort of recollecting from f- some of Fulton Sheen's talks here, but I'm sure this wisdom goes way further back than him. The The propagation of society, there has there has to be that within the physical order, Um, but also there, there has to be that within the spiritual order to 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 build up the kingdom of heaven, so to speak, um, mm. quite literally actually. And so that's the sacrament of marriage. And so too, just as as there has to be a, a political institution to keep the law, keep the order in the land in, in physical reality, there also has to be a spiritual government, a spiritual political order to keep the spiritual order and and law. So and that's that's vocation to holy orders but again in light of the scripture i do think and in light of what david uh you know david was saying i think i think it i would agree that everybody should at least discern you know if if there is a vocation to holy orders yeah. but but i don't know if that should be the
1: that every single yeah, guy or yeah. should do that that like that makes me think of <clears throat> like when we were kids we probably knew from a pretty young age, like I'm going to be a musician. Mm. Yeah, like I'm being, I'm, I have a gift. Yeah, I'm going to to use it, and yeah. like this is what I'm going to do. And I think, I feel like I kind of felt that way, not like when I was younger, but I always knew that like I'm going to get married and have a family. Yeah. Mm. So like, should mm-hmm. I be like, oh, so so if you know that. Then is there need for discernment? I guess is the question. If you feel like you're being called to that vocation, the vocation of marriage, just like some some people that we know were like 16, they were like, "I'm going to be a priest. Mm. I am going to be right. a priest." Yeah. And then they and most of them became priests. Yeah. So I think if you know from like a young age that like God put you on a path that you're going to follow. Yeah. Um. That you, I guess it feels natural to follow it, but I think there is part of it that it's it's hard to discern, and it's it's probably like a lot of deciphering when your own voice ends and the Holy Spirit begins. Hmm. Yeah. So is it like, oh, well, I want this for myself, right. or yes. God wants this for me? And I think I I know people that were in the opposite situation, not so much that um they left a relationship to go to the priesthood, but had been in the process of becoming a priest and. Actually, were like, I, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing, mm. and and switched and left, and now most of them were really gifted with musical ability or some creative thing that they are now using to evangelize for God, but they're not yeah. priests and they, they have families and stuff. So I think it's, I think the thing that was probably hardest for them was discerning, is this me talking or is this God talking? Right,
2: because mm. conviction is real. And I feel like people are blessed with that conviction at an Mm. early age, like you were saying, whether Mm. it's to the priesthood or to marriage. Um, But I feel like it's important to discern whether that's your will and if you're configuring it to the will of the Father. Mm. Um, So even, I I think, let's define discernment in this case because we don't have to like fully enter into the seminary and be like, oh, I'm discerning and I'm going to stay here for like three years and see if this is what the Lord is calling me to. But discerning Mm -hmm. could look like a tiny step and see if, There's peace in that, so you can go to a come and see, um, pray about it. But I would, I actually, I think it should be a combination of like prayer and action. You shouldn't Mm. just stay stuck in that perpetual state of prayer because I think a lot of guys they're like, I'm discerning to be a priest, but they've just been praying about it for the past five years and Mm. they're just like stringing women women along and then using that as an excuse to like get rid of them at a certain point but what, what? <laughs>
1: what? wow, that's crazy if you're discerning to be a priest wouldn't part of that be not being in relationship
2: right exactly you would think but alas so yeah i think
0: that's crazy
2: i think it's it's particular to each person whether mm, you should sure. discern it or not and trust your conviction mm. you shouldn't force someone else to discern something that they don't feel called to. But I think for the most part, the majority of people should discern that af- avenue.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. I, and, and I think um, the people around that person, everybody should, I, I think, be helping each other to discern in a way, especially within the, f- the familial unit. And we, we're at, here at Array of Hope, we're working on a film right now called Vocation. That should be out pretty soon. Uh, I think all the filming is pretty much done. Mm-hmm. It's just being edited, in which uh, a bunch of priests and and even some some married uh, people uh, are are interviewed. Yep. In regards to their vocations, and um, a big part of the film is is sort of encouraging. And, and a, a, um, a a one of the reasons the film came about was. Was to help f- encourage families and especially parents mm-hmm. to always be constantly really discerning what God wants for their child. So, mm. if 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 let's say you know you're you're at church with your with your young family and your I don't know your your ten year old son seems to have a real devotion to the Eucharist and is just really prayerful and just seems to be very very reflective, uh, melancholic, mm-hmm. you know whatever it might be. Uh, has a real devotion to the blessed sacrament by the grace of god that 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 son or daughter may be geared to the, discerning a, a you know a, a a vocation to holy orders um i think yeah i think or and then the opposite you know if 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 in through prayer maybe god's revealing to you as a parent that that maybe maybe the You know, your children are geared towards marriage. I think the the family really should be involved in that, you know? Mm
1: -hmm. Agreed.
0: Yeah. So if you're wondering how you can help this ministry, rating and reviewing this podcast is the best way to help others hear it, as well as sharing it with your friends and your family. So join us in this mission by rating, reviewing, or sharing this episode with someone you think needs to hear it. And we want to thank you for your continued support of A Reason for Hope podcast. We are all called to be good stewards, whether that means making wise financial decisions for our families, for our parishes, or for organizations that we may advise or direct. Owning gold and silver is easy, and we're happy to be partnered with St. Joseph's, who has exclusively focused on helping families protect their wealth in gold and silver for over a decade. Their pricing is very competitive, and their dedicated retirement team was recognized last year as only one of two dealers in the nation who meet the stringent criteria of integrity, value, and dependability by an independent trust company. Take the steps today to protect your family from potential financial stress and allocate some of your hard-earned dollars to gold and silver as good stewards. Go to www.stjosephpartners.com forward slash array of hope to learn how you can protect your loved ones at this important moment in history. Again, that is www.stjosephpartners.com forward slash array of hope. I, I wanted to ask you guys if you think that peace is a sure sign that you are following God's will. And that, that mm. might be a very controversial question or like maybe even a stupid question. But I, I ask this because um, I'm reading uh, Sister Faustina's diary right now, St. Faustina's diary. And although she had already discerned her vocation um, to uh, her novitiate, um, she for for several years experienced great torment and like great... Anxiety so much so that at a certain point she was healed of it, but she had physical sort of remnants of that spiritual torture in a way it was wow. it, she explained it as like spiritual torture, hmm. and she explained herself as as an abyss of misery, but Lord, I know that anything because I am a an abyss of misery, anything good that 's within me is only from you, and so you are an abyss of mercy um so, of course, she found peace in that, but it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily mean that she was at peace while going through these trials from God. And mm-hmm. she even reflects that while going through these trials, she, she after being healed from spiritual torture, torment, essentially, she was able to see back and reflect that at those moments when she felt abandoned by God, those were the moments when God was the, mo- was the closest to her, mm. which is super interesting. And so I, I, at, at the risk of, of maybe leading people astray, which I certainly don't want to do in terms of discernment, mm. I think it's, again, important to, to... Yeah, I think peace has a lot to do with discernment, yeah. but I also think there, there should also be a struggle mm. as well. Like I don't think it's always going to be peaceful,
1: well, yeah, what's the saying that like nothing good comes easy, right? Yeah. And I think it's that mm. if you have the perseverance to go through the things that are hard because you're convicted to that, I feel like that's when you know, like, I, even though this is really hard, I have to be doing this. And I don't know. I feel like. I feel like there's peace in knowing that, like kind of what you're yeah. saying with St. Faustina, yeah. is that she knew she had peace even though she was going through torment, that like this is what she was supposed mm-hmm. to be doing. Mm-hmm. And I think that like, it's a feeling that- Good point. You yeah. have to reflect on and see if you're having that feeling or not. Mm. Yeah. But I feel like somebody like St. Faustina, she was certain that that was what she was doing. And I think that's part of the discernment of figuring out like, is this what I'm supposed, is this God want? Is this what God wants me to be doing?
0: Yeah, yeah. Does does this help me to rely on Him more Mm. than 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 relying on myself, essentially? Right,
1: because like uh, being, I have no experience being a priest, but maybe Mm -hmm. being a priest for somebody is peaceful. But is that peacefulness kind of just like, oh, this is easy? Like I don't have to. Not saying that it's easy, Mm -hmm. but like I'm not good in relationships, so this is like an easier thing for me to do. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. But would being a father and a spouse have brought him closer to God and made him like, like you were saying in your presentation the other day, like suffer a little bit more because God yeah, wants man. us to be happy, but like sometimes we have to suffer to be more like Him.
0: You know, dude, I like that. That part of her diary like blew me away, and mm. we've heard it so many times, but the, the part I was, I was touching on was was when she was she she has this amazing like mystical ability to not only have locutions of Christ, which, of course, this is all fr- by the power of God, her, mm-hmm. her ability, and she admits that, but she would also be able to see into the internal life of other people. Um, and so she was able to see into the internal life at certain times when Christ allowed of her spiritual director, mm-hmm. uh, or at least one of them. Uh, I think his name is Father Sopako. And he saw, she, I'm sorry, she saw that God was asking him to do something and he was being obedient to it. But then she was able to have a mystical insight into seeing that God was getting in the way of, hit, of the priest being able to do what God was asking him to do. Like purposefully. Purposefully. Mm. And she said, she asked the Lord, why are you doing this? And he said, it's not for the success but for the suffering that I give reward, and that just blew my mind, and and it's so like contrary to what the world would would think of as as good, you know, or something yeah. that God would permit, a good God would permit. Yeah. But Faustina uh, consistently admits that that you know th- these are mysteries, but they're holy mysteries that we have to submit to, and and I guess a further reflection is like if you're being attacked, we often say this here, mm-hmm. if you're being spiritually attacked, mm-hmm. which she was, and, and we often are, we all are, then that usually means you're, but, but, but you're relying on the grace of God to get you through that, and you're not falling into mortal sin, that you're actually, you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, you're on the right path. So I remember, I remember in discerning for marriage, I've, I've been married since uh, August, in discerning for marriage, a lot of spiritual attacks, moments, many moments of peace, many, and especially at the time, uh, interestingly enough, when like the day of the, the wedding and the night before, like I slept like a rock, god, man. Dude, you were
1: wow. so chill. <laughs> I was like, what? Uh, you were just like yeah. sitting up front and like the the photographers coming up to you being like, oh, women are always late. Yeah, but, yeah. And, and you're just like,
0: whatever. Yeah, Sarah was 20
1: minutes late. Like, <gasps> yeah, you're like, whatever. And I was like, oh my god, I-, I was like, I knew she was coming. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, oh man, like that would be that's gonna be me, because Ken's is always late. And I was like, I like you don't want to wait any longer. No. But you were
0: like cool as a cucumber. I think Ken's even said she was like, Why is Jack so
1: calm? Thanks, bro. Mm. Thanks, bro.
0: Well, and but but there are plenty of times we were engaged for over a year, but mm. plenty of times, spiritual tax. Spiritual attacks. Can you elaborate on that?
1: I'm trying Being to I'm trying to remember. Currently, mm. I'd yeah. like to
0: I'd like to yeah um i think uh just like yeah attacks towards temptations Mm -hmm. you know towards sin Mm -hmm. especially attacks of of um i don't want to say fear something yeah fear absolutely like and that's that's that was my fault giving into the fear Mm. of of married life to a certain degree Mm. because i once heard my pastor say to me when we were talking about vocations that and I asked him, what do you what do you think is harder? Marriage or or the priesthood Good for, question. for men. He for said marriage. He said yeah, he said marriage a hundred percent is harder. Really? Because, and and that's the, you know the, I believe that it. it's it's perhaps relative. But the reason he said that, he gave the reasoning was because there are three people involved in a marriage, or mm. there are two people involved in in holy in religious life, mm. because in religious life it's just you and Jesus. Mm-hmm. Mm. But in married married life, and especially before you have kids, it's you, your spouse, and Jesus. Mm. And of course, you have the barometer of Jesus to 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 like attain uh, to meet mm. uh, and set, set sort of a set guidelines to love essentially, mm. but. But you both have to be working. It's just another um, a person to that's thrown into the equation. Yeah, that you have to keep happy. Yeah, you know, like and but you also have to keep holy. Right, you have to look
1: out for each other, and it's like a triangle. I'm I'm saying that, like, yes, you have to keep your spouse happy, but you have to keep God happy too. So first and foremost, you're going right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your Father Richards homily at your wedding flipped the switch in my mind Mm. that I was like. I've never looked at marriage that way. And I want to be married
0: now. Wow. Wow. He what, what explained it so well
1: about like, you know,
0: when, when. Being Christ for each other.
1: That, yeah. but also like being in relationship, like in a marriage and having Christ in your marriage. Mm. I always like, how does that work? Mm. And the way that he explained it, I was just like,
0: oh man. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's good. Well, there's this, um, I remember hearing about this on a podcast somewhere where I, I think it's a Swedish tradition, I, I forget, but like someone went to a wedding in Sweden or something, and they and the couple was was holding a candle with both their hands above their heads, mm. and it symbolized and the and the light symbolized Christ essentially truth, beauty, goodness, love, mm. but the fact that they were both holding it and they but it was above their heads meant that they had to first and foremost put the light above them and that the mm. lo- the light of Christ essentially is above them and so mm-hmm. again it's like it's like a triangle so this is classic description is that if the the two bottom uh acute angles mm-hmm. are are you know the the husband and the wife the the closer they get to God at the top the closer they are to each other mm. and the uh, the better the marriage will will turn out mm. but beautiful. but you know I feel like we've totally gotten off this subject. Maybe not. We're, We're talking, <laughs> talking about discernment. More about marriage than
2: um,
1: the vocation to seminary.
2: Yeah. We should have oh, had a we, priest we on talk, for this. We, well, we should have. Or somebody I mean, who's
1: not. Uh, yeah.
2: Well, looping it back to being dumb for the seminary. Please. Um, I guess what you're saying with St. Faustina is that mm. the Lord can sometimes allow um something that's uncomfortable for you
0: yes yes
2: for your own sake for the greater glory of god i guess like and so and for the glorification of
0: pure purification of yourself for the yeah. purification mm-hmm. of and yourself and the glorification of god yeah
2: okay interesting so i guess in that situation i know for the woman it could be like abs- like heart wrenching to be dumped because sure, yeah. i mean oh, in right. any other situation it's like if you're getting dumped for a woman, it's like you can have anger towards the man and the woman. Oh, wow. But like I never even... you can't even be mad at God or that mm. situation because it's like you should be happy for him. And it's like I was talking to my friend about this. She was dumped twice for the seminary. Oh, my gosh. Wow. God bless her soul. <laughs> that's ridiculous. Um, she that's said. Cr-
1: that's. It's, wow. it's very sad. Mm. Um, mm. But
2: she was saying that. Oh, man, I lost my train of thought.
1: Your friend uh, has been dumped twice. Yes. For the seminary. Yeah. Um, you were saying before that, that it's hard oh, on the girl cause you can't be you. mad at somebody else. I never thought of it that way. Yeah.
2: And she was saying that everyone was like encouraging the breakup in a way and was so happy for him mm. because he was entering into this vocation that is so heroic and so bold and so beautiful. So it wasn't even like she could mourn the loss because everyone was kind of celebrating it. Mm. So, wow.
1: That's that's tough. That's hard. But it's
2: interesting to hear that, like God almost allowed it in a sense, and mm. not even allowed it, but almost like willed it. Because mm. if that's what He's truly calling him to, then the heartbreak needs to be there. And mm. uh, have you guys seen the movie Father Stu?
1: I, I was yet. just thinking about that because yes. that's that's what happened. Yes. And when uh, we had this topic, yeah. I never even po- came into my mind until you just said that, that's and so I was like, "Funny, yeah, that's was exactly just what happened when, in Father Stu." Yeah. His father's do, two, two fathers do. Well, to his girlfriend yeah. before he was a priest.
2: Which is I'm sure really hard. And also Pope John Paul II, if you've seen his movie, he I was haven't. in a relationship before he joined entered the priesthood. So, wow. I think this is a very common thing that happens.
1: The priest at my parish was as well.
2: Really? Yeah. Uh-huh. It's always so awkward when priests talk about their past relationships. Yeah. And I'm some, like, I, I don't want to know that. Yeah, but <laughs> uh,
1: I think I think what he said was like they had a, a very good relationship. Like nothing was wrong. Uh, It was just like, uh, I think I'm being called to.
2: Can I actually quote something that my friend said? Sure. Yeah. She said, in both situations, both of the guys said, I've got the house, I've got the car, I've got the job, I've got the girl, but it still feels like something is missing. And so it's almost like they curate these perfect lives and they're unfulfilled. And Mm. it just like adds so much pressure as a woman or not even pressure, but just like so much pain to know that you weren't enough. Mm. But it's like you're competing with God. So it's like you can't even you can't (laughs) even be upset about it. So it's a catch 22. That's like
1: Dr. Dr. Ray Garendi said when parents are hard on themselves for not uh, when their kids stray from the faith. Mm. Yeah, he said do you think that like every like everybody that God talked to, he turned into believers to follow mm. him and got them to heaven? If he can't do it, how are you supposed to do it? Like that's mm. almost an insult to God being like, oh, well, I should, my kids should listen to me. Right. They should, I should be able to get them to heaven. So it's kind of that same situation of like, yeah. "You're, we're never going to be on that equal plane. It doesn't make it any less difficult right. for the dumpy, the dump, yeah, the dumpy, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, the dumpy.
0: The but dumped. Again, it goes back to that, that quote from, you know, Sister Faustina's diary. It's not for the success, but mm-hmm. for the suffering that I give reward. And those were mm-hmm. words given to her from Jesus, directly from Jesus. And not that it, it's not like, okay, I'm just I'm not going to try anymore. It's not that at yeah. all. It's we we try, but in, even in our failings, when we try our best, and in our failings we we suffer because of that. The Lord sees that, and the Lord, you know, will certainly reward us. Yes. in heaven for 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 uniting ourselves to to his suffering his cross because again that's you know it's again it's totally contrary to the world but to suffer to be hum- humiliated mm-hmm. is to be mm-hmm. more like him on the cross mm. and mm-hmm. so and and, that, and as he said that was the greatest act of love and so to and so if, if there's a hierarchy of love mm then we need to strive for the, the heights of love and yeah. So
1: Alanis has your friend who has been dumped twice by for the seminary. Yeah. Ha, is she you said some of them are married now. Is she married?
2: No. Okay. She just got in a new relationship. Okay. And she made sure <laughs> to preface. Oh good. <laughs> have you have discerned? discerned this? And yeah. the thing is with the second relationship wow. she she prefaced that. Mm. And it so happened. So I think Maybe there are so was... many
1: Maybe it planted a seed oh, in that guy's gosh, head or heart, and he didn't <laughs> know. He, imagine. He, maybe he was like Jack and I—that we were just like, "Oh no, like I'm gonna get married and have a family." And maybe he thought that, and then she, she, maybe the Holy Spirit influenced her to bring it up, and maybe <sighs> it got his wheels turning.
2: Yeah, maybe I don't know, but she's she's no happy in a new rela- her, relationship. That's good. Now. Praise well, God.
1: I, if we're saying that through suffering purifies your soul, glorifies God. The relationship she ends up in, I'm sure, will be fantastic.
0: True,
2: right? Yeah, better than I she go through all of that,
0: right? Yeah, yeah, better than that? she could have ever imagined. Yeah, we pray. Yes.
2: Amen.
0: Amen. I think that's a good way to end it, y'all. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see you guys next time. Thanks so much for joining us for another episode of A Reason for Hope, Candid. We're happy to be a part of your faith journey. Stay connected with us by following us on your favorite social media platform. At R4H Podcast. That's letter R, number four, letter H Podcast. And subscribe to our YouTube channel to see the video footage of this episode. See the show notes for additional resources. Until next episode, peace be with you.